name's Jace. You know why I'm better than all? Because I've embodied force of Phil. What did you Gonna tell the story like we oughta, like we gotta top to bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we sculpt minds. Little baby Jay-Z playing crazy like he Jay-Z on Beyonce, turkey chickies on the Matrix. Fuck rhymes, slaving over pages full of phrases, plays mazes into the archive, thought crimes, I'll have my reps. Mind wipes, sparking nice despite the lies confided in. Papa Valerian, scaring, Pegasus glaring, the core states up in the amperin' week, scaring me, daring me to erase my brain or go insane just like the Sphinx deranged, sculpting mine, specifically mine, like an elementary schooler's mushy lunchtime, sloppily, choppily, stumble taps to turvy through the blind eternities to the Gilded city, looking pretty guild packed in so much heat on the street. I could unsheat the freakiest freak in the ears at league or triple team. This a lesbian trees or steer the rear of a road from house to mirror. Angels breathing heavy, poros leaves and sweaty. Intertwine our minds, I will be one. Go for Rexian below, gonna make them go on. But my destiny was to meet a man with dreadlocks and streaks that crossed his eyes and cheeks. Calls himself the Seeker. Name's Tezzeret. Catch your breath, I like the style you're rapping with. Let me tell you about the infinite consortium. Founded by the dragon Nicobolus Primordium. I quoted them, exhorted them, exhorted them, moratorium. Exhorted them to the complex of a lagra. The blood rage, blood in the homunculus, auras, impulse the maelstrom like a porn up startup. But I need a partner, I need an ally, I need someone who I know I can trust. And looking at you with your wizard tux, I think to myself, this guy fucks. Fuck brain, gonna tell the story like we oughta, like we gotta tap the bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we sculpt minds. Agents of artifice, I'm part of this like Malin, the dishonest is Otalis Roka, telepathic broker, drinking mocha, doing mindful yoga, hitting quotas, just like I told you, I'm better than all. Smooth like butter, bad cholesterol. Fuck brain, gonna tell the story like we oughta, like we gotta tap the bottom from beginning and I'll show you how we sculpt minds. Lose so deep, I'm a mind machine, I snap keep against Kasparov, pump fake the goat, then float all these, shake his head like a Magnus, age 13, not a beasted boy, don't call me Garrick, but insane in the membrane, it left Answered, seal your fate, I'm Orichalcos Time to duel in the realm of shadows In the game of magic, I'm Egyptian god I'm a book of matches, all ignite your spark But don't call me Chandra, I'm not impulsive I like to brainstorm, I'm not impulsive Don't call me Raska, I'm not gonna ask you I'll stone your mind, make you think ass backwards I'm off the ban list, don't call me Oko Playing for top 8, I'll make you choke, hold my beard Call me Stone Cold, I'll stun your mind Make it freeze like Cold Stone Blank your fairy tale, call your Ronos Bash your lord, call me Vorthos I'm no illusion, I won't be fading I'll steal your thoughts like a new deck fading But I'm not disheveled, I'm fly as shit Like a mono blue, I'll mix a list Who'll tap your mind and make you weary Then destroy your world just like the hear it Let this put all speculation to rest If you disagree that I'm better than all I'm a terminus the shit out your board, bro. Terminus the shit out your board. Hello and welcome to Eternal Durals. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? It's going great, dude. So I've already commissioned an artist to alter me Triumph of St. Catherine because the card is already great. Haven't gotten a chance to play it at all, but it's already busted. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Confident it's busted, boys. Confident it's busted. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some, some lists. Uh, we got a lot of positive uh, feedback uh, from the last, uh, the last video. So I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, pe people, I think, I think you've made people aware of this card. So I, I expect to see uh, a lot going on with it in the future. Yeah, I, I think that, so I know we're, let's talk about the Legacy Pit today. Uh, I was at the Legacy Pit and the event was pretty well run. It's the first time that MTG Melee didn't just outright crash and cause like, you know, an X hour delay yeah. uh, oh, to God. the event. So that was a first. And so I was happy about that. Um, one thing that um, th it was a return to, so the last previous event that I had been to was the SEG Philly event. 
And they laid out the tables at SEG Philly where it was uh, four people per table. And then there was essentially a lane that you could move through between each of those tables. So it was four people per table and then they were spread out all the way through and you could walk in between them. And I found that to be really, really efficient. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that that would be a, just like that type of layout would just be adopted across all events. Uh, Legacy Pits layout was back to like almost like GPs of old where it's just like very long tables all the way down. So if you want to go through, you have to go through like middle sections and then like along the long paths. So I, I felt like there was a opportunity for more efficiency in getting to your seat, but all, all, all in all, like I thought the event was really well, well run. Otherwise um, I know that there was like some talk about the prize structure and whatever, but everybody was guaranteed the amount of money that they were uh, promised to get if they reached like the point where they broke even. So we can touch on it. I don't think it's as big of a deal as uh, it was made out to be. Yeah. The whole idea was um, my understanding is that the event was expected to cap at 600, but it only got a little bit over 300. Okay. Of course, I think the actual reason, like there, there, there was, uh, I was having conversations with people like, yeah, man, like it, it didn't get anywhere near the amount that I was expecting. Like, is this bad for the format? Is this bad for like, is this show that like legacy and paper is just not it anymore? And I was thinking to myself, you know, when I, when I scrubbed out and this was the, the event was in Richmond, Virginia, when I scrubbed out and it was, you know, we're getting the remnants of the hurricane, you know, coming up the coast, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it was rainy all weekend. It was gross. But also, there isn't anything going on in Richmond. You know, there weren't, there was nothing else really to do. I mean, Richmond's not exactly a happening town that's known that's known as a great commuter spot too, like Baltimore yeah, it, or, it's or like, Philly. You know, like right, exactly. Like I, I think that like it's it's a fi- it would, I'm sure it's a fine place to live, but like it's not a fine place to go and spend your weekend because there's not really anything going on. It's not like. Yeah. There's particularly excellent restaurants a, or dining or anything like that. It's a, uh, you know, to, uh, I, I don't know how many of our listeners uh, know about uh, strong towns or uh, not just bikes, uh, which are really great, like, uh, uh, you know, city engineering uh, YouTube channels and stuff, but I watch those a lot. And, and uh, Richmond is a classic example of like a strode hellscape where like streets are for people and businesses and roads are for cars like a road is like a highway basically right and strodes are that thing in between we have a lot of them in jersey where I, where i grew up like route 45 that just like is no man's land but there's a bunch of businesses all over the place and that's how richmond felt to me when i went when i went there like it's not a city as much as it is a a like bunch of interconnected like places that all are just connected by highway and it doesn't feel like you can get anywhere there yeah, I mean, the at least not near the my, convention my, center, you know. My point in in saying that is like, you know, I mean, I've been to Richmond before. Like, I remember the convention center; it's a nice space. You know, mm-hmm. like the room was very large. Like, For nobody sure. felt yeah. crowded. But I think that the it my view was the second that I so I scrubbed out. Spoiler alert: I scrubbed out. I made some poor decisions <laughs> in terms of deck choice, and I'll I'll get into that. But I, what what I realized was the second I scrubbed out, I was looking for ways to get an earlier flight so I could leave sooner. So my flight was originally for Sunday night because I was expecting, you know, I'll stay, even if I scrub, I'll like play inside events or something and then I'll I'll leave. But the thing is the only legacy side event on Sunday was at 2 PM. So like, there's no way to make your flight and also play that event. Yeah. Um, Unless you were leaving the following on like early Monday or like very, very late on Sunday. So my point being that I think if the event was in a place that people want to go, even if there wasn't a magic event, 
mm-hmm. it would have done it would have gotten a much bigger turnout if we were actually like in philly across from reading terminal market like there have been events in the past i get that it's a more expensive venue i don't know what the cost is it's obviously going to be more expensive for than richmond but if it was I imagine people are like, oh, we can go there. And at the very least, it'll just be a fun place to hang out with your friends for the weekend outside of like playing EDH in a hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because there's there's actual action going on outside of the convention center. So, I mean, I don't know like the process or how TOs actually go about picking their locations for major events. But I think that the turnout being less than expected for the legacy pit I think one of the biggest factors must have been it's the city. that it's yeah. that it, that it's it's the city that it was in, and it wasn't a spot that anybody would otherwise want to go to. Like I know you live in, you, I mean, you, you live in Philly. You're moving right now. You'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But like the like, I would go to Philly to hang out and get like good food and good bars, even without a magic yeah, turn. Philly's, you know? Philly's it's just a like great, a good a spot great place. Go. It's very it's very Walker friendly, you know. And that's the thing. So many Magic players are flying in and like taking a cab from the airport and whatnot. You need you really like for people to enjoy the weekend, you really need to be in a place where you can get to stuff. You know, Philly is great yeah. for that because the convention center is smack dab in the middle of Center City. You go, you know, you can go four blocks in any direction and find everything you need. Um, I think that the, the, the idea, too, is I, I know that everybody who scrubbed like I had a horrible time at the tournament because of my deck choice. I, I, I ended up playing Bant Miracles. I was really high. Like what I really wanted to do was just play Triumph of St. Catherine in my miracles list. Yeah. And I played Bant Miracles. So I pretty much just splashed green for Uro and some sideboard cards. And so my mana base was way softer to Wasteland because, you know, you need double green for Uro. And I made concessions and basics for green sources. Um, and I found that the actual best part of my deck was just in Treat Plus Mystic Sanctuary, as has been the case, you know, for the yeah. entire time that I was testing it. But I was working on a show for the last month and a half before uh the event and so i didn't get any practice in with the depths yeah i was playing a lot of counterbalance miracles and i was really high on the list that i had i was like oh this is really working this is good against delver it's good against eight cash because counterbalance is a is a haymaker in those matchups i was like i really like where i'm at but then i didn't really get any practice because of work uh for the month leading up to the tournament and i was like i don't think i can take counterbalance on you know no reps in a month and play it optimally so I was like, let me play a safe route. Let me play Uro because it snowballs and it's easier. And then I just hated every single round that I played. Every time I put Uro into play, I was like, I hate this so much. So I I definitely got punished. Like, I think I would have had more fun, even if I was scrubbing, if I was playing a deck that I enjoyed. Like, you know, every time I played Uro, I just felt really clunky. And then I went to my local the the day after, because my local plays Legacy on Mondays at Game Storia. Shout out to Game Storia. And uh, I played, you know, a, a, a very clean Miracles list that was like, much lower to the ground it played all four portent for predict and it was way smoother and i like enjoyed it way more and i was like this is what i should have played even on no reps at the event because i at least would have enjoyed the games more so than arrow but anyway that that is a uh, uh a testament to even if you are unpracticed going into a major event play what you enjoy like yeah. if, if, if you're if you're, like <laughs> assuming that your deck is like competitively viable play what you enjoy because at the at the very least if you're traveling for an event you don't want to be miserable you know doing a, a something that you care about well i think i think to piggyback off that also we see so few uh legacy events that like yeah. playing like the best deck as a grinder like that's not why you're playing legacy to begin with anymore. yeah like no one's going to the pro tour off of legacy anymore um but uh playing playing like a deck that you like to play for that entire event is is way it just it's just gonna feel so much better than being like well I switched into like what I thought would be the top tier deck and I just played yeah. the same five, you know, the same matchups all day long. And it felt 
like you know i don't know like blue red delver is a fine deck uh to, to play for an entire day and it's probably it's it's not a lot of like brain drain to play either but man like i don't want to play that for for like eight rounds like no no thank you yeah i i just find that like um if even if you're playing a deck, let's say you are playing the best deck, but you don't like playing it, like you just don't enjoy the play patterns of that deck, yeah. you're also probably not going to play it optimally for that duration of time. Like yeah. you're likely going to make mistakes because you aren't enjoying yourself. So unless you're indifferent to a deck or you actually enjoy it, like don't go into cards that you don't enjoy cat. Like if you don't enjoy having a card on the battlefield and you don't enjoy piloting with a certain kind of card or a certain archetype, like it's just probably best to stay away from those. Uh, like I, I bit the bullet really hard on that this past weekend because I was playing Miracles, but I was just playing, it was just way clunkier because I was playing Uro. And then I was kind of sunk into the patterns that Uro dictates yeah. because you like, you have to tap out. You can't really play uh, at, uh, effectively at instant speed. You aren't low to the ground. And so you just become this mid-range deck and I don't enjoy mid-range piles, you know, yeah. that's never, that's never been the style that I, I, I enjoy and I got punished for it, but you know, it was a lesson learned, you know, like the, now that whatever the next event is, I'm not sure what the next one's going to be. I know that leaving a legacy has their event this weekend, but I can't go to that one. But um, anybody who is like, you know, go in with the intent of having fun. And then if your deck that you enjoy playing is also competitively viable, you'll likely put up a good result if you're playing tight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like one of the best parts about the the Philly event back in what January um, was playing a deck that like I I knew pretty well, learning it what you know like learning it better as I was going along, but also just like surprising every I played uh uh Sultai Infect, so uh the the like being able to just like get people with Berserk uh, Sultai Infect sorry Sultai Death Shadow. Um, being able to get people with like a death shadow trampling over their elves or like, you know, th just nobody's really prepared for that sort of thing. And that was like super fun for me is to play a deck that like one, my inexperience with would, uh, was based on the fact that I ha just haven't been playing a ton of legacy, but also right. nobody's really playing again, like no one's testing, uh, against death shadow, you know? Right. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have that advantage going for me. Um, so I think if I if I went to if there was an event tomorrow to go to, um, I think I'd take that deck again, just knowing how to play it better and like just getting those reps in that way. Yeah, even if it's like a, a style of deck that you enjoy playing, like uh, it, you know, I find it interesting that you say you don't uh, you haven't enjoyed playing Blue Red Delver for uh, like you wouldn't enjoy it for that amount of time, but you've uh, previously in your past you've enjoyed Rug, you've enjoyed Infect, yeah, well, you've enjoyed they're, the they're style different. Shells. They're two different decks. Like I. Anybody who thinks that Blue Red Delver and Rug Delver are the same deck because they both have Delver secrets in them. Oh, yeah. And they both one have is Mana Denial and one, one is yeah, yeah, yeah. are completely incorrect. Yeah. Um, I, 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 Rug Delver with Stifle and stuff is, is a Mana Denial yeah. deck. I get that. But like, just like the, the idea of like going under your opponents, like picking your spots, like yeah. there, there are some similarities. Yeah, in, I love a protective you know, strategy. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do... I am curious, like if anybody gives us feedback on this episode or like comments on this episode, the actual thing that I'm curious about, particularly because I think it would be valuable information for TOs as they make legacy events in the going forward. Like I would prefer that if a TO is expecting a certain amount of players to show up and we as the community want to show up for those TOs so that we can continue having high level competitive events yeah. that they're, they're like, the, I think the, the meeting ground is what is the cost that a TO is willing to put in for a place where players are willing to show up? 
And yeah. so if 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 it was that it was just an inopportune weekend or, you know, if for any other reason, or if it was actually the location, because I wasn't excited to go to Richmond. I went because it was a legacy event and I'm I'm a, a, a type of player that if I can fly there in a reasonable amount of time and I have the weekend free, like I'm going to go to the event, particularly if my friends are willing to go with me. Yeah. But the I, the one thing that I I clocked all throughout the weekend was everybody was just like very happy to be back in the okay, gallery the event. The Every, gallery, yeah, exactly. yeah. Everybody was like, I, I had a bunch of people come up to me throughout, throughout like all the, uh, the every, every day that I was there, people were coming up to me and, and like, and just talking about the cast. They were talking about the show. They That's wanted amazing. to talk about, try, they, yeah, it was awesome. They wanted to talk about Triumph. They were like, oh man, it sucks. Like, you know, Triumph isn't legal for this event. And I was like, I know I would have played it, et cetera, et cetera. Like it, it was just fun, like meeting people, catching up with people and like hanging out. And I was like, man, when we were looking for like places to go and have a couple of beers after afterwards, it was literally like one place. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like that place was good, but like we kind of stumbled upon it. It's not like it just happened to be around in one of the few places that were open. But I was like, if we were in a place where you could actually just go and hang out with people for just like, even if you're not looking to play in a major event that you could still go and hang out and play side events or whatever, that that might also be valuable for a TO to be like, okay, it's going to cost us X more dollars to be in a a, a better loca- a better quote unquote location. But we'll get that, more people. That, yeah. That that the- trade-off might be worth it. You know, like if the investment is higher and it's a bigger risk, but then there's also just a, a better reassurance that more players are actually going to show up that it would be in its worthwhile trade-off. You know, it's like if you make, you know, for layman's sake, it's like if you spend 50K on an event, but you make 100K versus if you spend 70K, but make 150K, you know, yeah. it's like, the, I, I get it. Like it's a, it's a, it's a riskier upfront cost. But if you make even more on the, if you make more than 100% on the back end, right, that's amazing. And that's, it, and then it becomes even worthwhile. if you don't make more, but you make the same amount, but like more people show up, that's better. You know, that's like, also better. And then, and that's also, you know? that's also true because like, then people will leave knowing that the experience, like feeling that the experience yeah. was awesome and then want to do it again. Now, I, I think that like legacy pit, like those guys, they did awesome work. Like the feature match area was awesome. Uh, the commentary team did great job. Like it, it was a well-run event. Like I, I, there's nothing to take away from the event. It, it, like the security getting in, like um, the COVID protection measures, like it was masked the whole time. It was vax proof the whole time. Like that, all of that was fantastic. Like they, they operated an event really clean. Uh, nice. So, you know, shout out to them. Great job on the event. It was an awesome event. I would happily go to Legacy Pit 3 whenever it happens. Um, but I would uh, I would stress, and I want to hear feedback from anybody in the comments, like, are you more likely to go to an event regardless of where it is or only in specific locations? And what kinds of locations are them, Are those? You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, like, think- if Legacy Pit is steering towards the Northeast or staying in the Northeast, it's like, where in the Northeast are you more likely yeah. to go and versus not go? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, not to not to overhype Philly, but Philly's obviously the best location to go to, uh, mostly because of location. It's right in the middle of the Eastern Seaboard. You know, uh, it's it's a hub, so it's very easy to get through to by train, by uh, by plane, obviously. Um, and and like you know, the parking situation, everyone complains. It's very easy to park here. You just have to figure that out. You know, once you get here, get a hotel, get parking. That's fine. The thing that I, I think is worth mentioning is, so I did go to that, uh, I, I want to say it was June, the Command Fest thing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- it's interesting to me how that was run. Now, that was a Wizards run event. Uh, so that it, a little bit different. They can afford to take a hit to like keep people interested in 
in their most popular format. But it was interesting to me that like, you know, normally when, when we did uh, like pre-releases or uh, uh, the uh, Grand Prix and stuff that was in the big room at the bottom, remember? You've been there a few times, I'm sure, Phil, right? So this one was in the upstairs in like kind of a back away kind of thing. More like what we're used to seeing when we go to Baltimore, uh, when they have the smaller sure. rooms in Baltimore. Yep. Um, and I, I'm sure that was cheaper. But also, I think the big difference was everybody was charged entry fee. Everybody had to pay 50 bucks a day, which I'm not saying is good, but everyone had to pay 50 bucks a day just to get in because it was a big casual event. Like there's no tournament. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing to for them to guarantee to get their money back aside from giving the vendors, you know, the vendors giving them money. So I think, uh, you know, that might be a solution is like, look, you just can't have any people gawking. Like you're either here for the event uh, or you're paying a cover charge to get in, which I'm fine with. Like, look, I'm 100% okay with paying $150 for like a weekend pass to like have access to all that stuff. As long as there's something like I get something back for it. I don't just want to like be given like a crappy play mat and like, you know, like give me some packs or something. You, you know, know like, I, th- one thing I was always thinking, like for, for spaces, if there was ever a cover charge and the, yeah. And it's like, they have like whatever their gift bag thing is, whatever like, to go. Look at New York comic con that you're paying a cover charge to just go in and walk around and look, and, and literally look yeah. at vendors. Right. So I, come on. I, I also wonder if like there was ever a, a I mean, I don't know how it would work for vendors, but it's like, let's say you paid a uh, like your entry fee to get in, gets you in. But if you don't want to play in the event, but you want to like go in to the hall or whatever, I mean, granted for this event, there was only one vendor. So it's not like there was, you know, yeah. much to see outside of playing the event. But for a larger event where there are a bunch of vendors going, uh, I wonder if like a cover charge, if people would be receptive to a cover charge to get in. But then that cover charge is just store credit to use at any of the vendors. And then the cards are already like you're already it's like if you're paying effectively like you're buying products. So it's like they just guarantee that stuff is moving. This I mean, is me spitballing. May, I may, maybe I, I'd be down for that. Like I would pay more. I would pay two hundred dollars to show up, but like know that all of my money can be recouped in in magic cards that like, you know, are basically it's free money for the for the vendors. Yeah, uh, I also to, wonder, to an extent, like, you know, there, there is something to like I, I, I always think whenever uh, an event, particularly for prize payout um like what kind of prize payout like the monetary prize payout to equate to uh tournament entry and then people wanting to feel that like the ev is good enough and i'm you know the, the ev for any of these events is only going to be so good you know it's it's legacy like we, we're, we're looking yeah. to have a good time the, like but we want it to be competitive we're, we want these we want these tournaments to mean something and i think that like the way to do that or, or or some of the ways to do that would be events that build towards something bigger right like a series or something where you, yeah, like you, you rack series. up points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. satellite series something where there's like a bigger payoff at the end so you know that you're working towards something that so that even if you um like even if you miss in an event, right? You you drop out of an event, but you still racked up some amount of points or there's reason to continue playing even if you've scrubbed. Yeah. To, to you know, like if, if every match means something as opposed to like, well, I owe would and now I'm dead and it, what do I do now? Like, I guess I just play for nothing other than, you know, hopefully having a good time, but like, I feel bad. And if you don't like your deck, you're like, I'm stuck on this. I'm stuck on this deck as opposed to being like, I'm playing for something, you know, everything yeah. means something. I think that would be worthwhile. And then I think that the, um, if the prize payout being in dollars is too steep for a TO. Pay it out in cards. You know, it's like if if the winner, if 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 you know a TO's um or a vendor or a store, like they're buying product at a lower rate. Store, right? You mean like just put it out in store credit? 
it's like, I mean, even if it was just like, you're playing for power, you're playing for X number of dual lands. Yeah. Like, even if it was just, but like, you know, it feels like it's a steep enough payoff. Like you're, you're playing, if you're, if you're playing the duel for, for duels was, was great for that. You yeah, know, when, great for that. when, uh, what tales of adventure did duel for duels, like that was a big event. Everyone showed it was up. a big event. And, and the thing is like, as long as they mean something, right. Like as long as the events mean something towards maybe like the, the, the last event that it builds towards is worth money. You know, it's like a, a, as a way, a series to get people hooked and like care about these events as opposed to just one-offs but i mean that's one of the a vendor or a to's most valuable option right it's like if you can any store if they're like yeah we're doing this you know dual event and we're going to give away a set of underground seas it's like you bought those underground seas at 60 percent right yeah. but you can still or, value or less them at 100 like, you know prices continue to increase or less you can value on, them at 100 man. if you put them as a prize pool you can be like yeah each underground sea is 800 dollars, even yeah, though you bought them at 550 you know yeah so it's like you get to just like make up that leverage i would still play in those types of events right like it's still value you can flip those cards yeah for you know whatever expected value you're gonna get or you can hang on to them because they continue to go up as as rather than being like you know oh we're, we're we have to like turn over as much money as we take in into prize and then everything that we make on top of that is like we have to take a rake and then if players get upset that you have to take a rake because you need to survive yeah of course it's like i don't know it, it, it's like th there's clearly areas that you know legacy event legacy events can improve so that everybody is happy with them particularly because i mean in legacy pits of a case like the events are good you know yeah and it's it, it's like the the events should be praised for being really well-run events not for uh you know mishaps where people disagree with how the tournament structures are mm -hmm. run you know what i mean yeah, it's it's rare, Phil, because I'm going to make a point here. It's and I want to preface this by saying it's very rare that I am on the side of the um uh, not not the consumer uh the 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 consumee I don't know the the vendor as it were. It's yeah. very rare that the I'm TO. on the side the side of the 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 TO or the vendor. But I think we need to educate Magic players that these things don't will not continue to happen if you're not willing to pay for the convenience of having them happen, right? Like, uh, like, like I said, look, look at New York Comic Con is a perfect example. It's like, it's like what, 50 to a hundred dollars a day to just, to just be in that room, you know? And, you know, there's some other stuff that happens there. You got panels and stuff like that. That's, that's wonderful. And they did that for uh command fest where they had like Gavin Verhey there and they had him like answering questions and stuff, which is wonderful. Um, but I think us as magic players are such value hounds that if we're not like just wringing every ounce of value out of every dollar, we're upset for some reason. And I think you have to realize that there's just a, a uh, built in like cost to convenience that these events create. And we have to be willing to pay for pay for that uh, cost of convenience. Otherwise, we just don't get to do that anymore. We don't get and to have these spaces. TOs will stop doing this stuff. So I think it's important for players to realize that it's it's okay to not get like perfect EV on on like going to a tournament where you get to see your friends and you get to do all this extra stuff, you know? Well, I think that the the way to I, I think there's a middle ground that can be found, right? Because for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't, you, I'm you just don't saying want to say rip us off. No, no, totally. I, I, I mean that like, I think that there's a way that even if like, because nobody is making absurd value going to these events, you know, no. if you win this event, no one's, and you no win, one's like quitting their job after they, they win. Yeah, it's like, if you win 3k, like, 
3K is a lot of money. Like I would happy if three yeah. or 4K just like got dropped into my account, but it's not like, it's not life altering money, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot of money and you can do a lot of things with 4K. But that, like you said, you're not quitting your job if you if 4K suddenly gets dropped into your account, right? Uh, particularly because, you know, with taxes, it's not even that much. So, but I, I think that there's a, a middle ground where if, Rather than the event being like being like the stakes just being whatever the the monetary payout of the event is, there's I feel like there's got to be space for a TO and the community to find a space where there's a tournament or a tournament series that has the clout that we care about that if somebody wins it, everybody's like, fuck, man, like that is awesome. This person won this huge event that everybody cares about and wanted to win. And the payout doesn't necessarily matter as much. It, like the, the Eternal Weekend feels like exactly like that, right? It just has the clout. Like if you win Eternal Weekend, you get the artwork and you get the, you say that you yeah. want Eternal Weekend and you get all of the things that go along with it. But it's not like, and then you can turn around that artwork for, you know, however much somebody's willing to pay for it. But it's not like the prizes are insane at Eternal no, Weekend. No. They've never been insane. But it's a yeah. tournament that everybody wants to win every year. Like, right, there, 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 there is clout around that event. And I'm trying to figure out what is it about that event other than history, right? Other than historically being an event that's been around forever that leads that event to being one that people want to go out of their way to play for, that the stakes are high, that it means something. Because you could have an event for 10K, but if nobody gives a shit that you won it or it, it, that it means anything, who cares? Yeah. Right. Like, like, great. You won the money. Like, cool. Like if nobody, if, if, if it's not like something that you, that people feel passionate about winning and, and, and want to invest themselves into, then it's like, does it mean as much, you know, it's similar to like the, what the pro tour used to be versus the MPL, right? Nobody gives a shit about the MPL, but the money for the MPL is better than it was for the PT. Yeah. Right. Of course. But yeah. it's like, if you, if you got, if you won any of the, if you won a GP and a GP, like you walked away with 10 K sweet, but like, and the size of the GPs were always varied, but the payout was always the same. But if you won a GP, it was like, holy shit. If you topped eight a GP, it was like, oh my God, particularly if they were legacy. And I, I feel like there's, I don't know the way to do that necessarily, but I feel like that is the ticket to making a, a post GP era legacy circuit work is it's a circuit that has we have to care about it in a way that isn't tied to the prize payout yeah so whether that's a series that builds up to a major event that matters um you know and it's like like legacy pit sort of dabbled with that right like they made it a championship belt that as as their title yeah that title is the only one i didn't know this until the weekend but like the the, the champion from the previous year they ask for the title back oh. and so if you want it you have to defend <laughs> that's it great Right. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's but like, cool. something like the thing is that I don't know if anybody, I, like, I learned that this weekend, but I played in both legacy pits, but I didn't know that it was the same belt. I didn't know yeah. that it was the Stanley Cup, That's pretty you know, cool. yeah. where it's like there's only one. And if you play for it, you have it until you lose it, you know. But then how cool would that look like, if, if it's something like that? Like if, if that was the endowed object, right, if there was something that came along with that, like if you got a set of dual lands and then also the belt and then you were trying to hang on to the belt and then everybody just wanted to be the champion. And then you were showcased yeah. somewhere as the champion, you know, for that for that title, you know, however, like, I don't know the way to do it, but if there was. If whatever that solution is or solutions are, I think that's the way that you're going to have a an invested legacy scene where people who went to one legacy pit are going to want to go to the next one. Or if they couldn't make one, they're really excited about going to the next one, whenever it may be. Yeah. Because now there's there's more to play for than just 4K, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's a smart... I, I think that is at least a viable option. And I think that like the, the part of it for like why Eternal Weekend was always uh, an exciting event to go to was there was more going on 
fun than just the tournament. Like there were a bunch of different vendors, but you knew there was going to be like all of the old school cards that you could imagine. You know, there's going to be power that's altered. Do you know there's going to be like Eternal Weekend once had Klug just altering there for, yeah. for the day, you know, like there, there's, there, there's like you were talking about, there's more Comic-Con-esque things going on at the event other than just the tournament that make it feel like it's, it's a little bit more of a spectacle, even though the main event is still the legacy main event. Yeah. And that main event means something because because it's in this place and it's doing this thing. Um, like that's that's where I think like the community like the community should give feedback on that. Not that they're disappointed with like the prize structure or uh, you know what the EV on a tournament was. It's like if, if we want these kinds of tournaments to keep continue and we want them to matter, then what is a way that the community would feel as though they have the clout that makes them matter, that makes people want to go to them, even though you know that the EV is not good. The EV has never been good for Legacy. No, it's no, not. Unfortunately, not. and it's not going to be until it's and until Watsy decides to like actually back it in some way. No TO is actually large enough to support it in a way that it would make actually good EV. Yeah, it just that that that, that currently is not the world we live in. So, what is the way to do it in uh, in, in the world we do live in? And it's got to be, at least in my view, it's got to be that the 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 clout in the community has to matter. Like, yeah. if you are the champion of this thing, it matters. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I think that's that's a good a good place to stop as far as that point's concerned. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, current events, I just moved. Uh, I literally just got into my new place uh, earlier this week. I guess we're recording on the 6th. I got in on the 1st. So, uh, you know, obviously behind me, still trying to figure out my setup. I'll give you a quick uh, quick tour of the uh, office here because I can do that. Ooh, we got the whole thing. We got the uh, library card case over there set up that's pretty cool but yeah i don't i don't have uh the the exact setup yet for everything so i wanted to uh you know just call attention that uh you know we're trying to make it look better but uh it's also gonna, uh gonna speaking nice of too. speaking of uh moving our uh former and legendary co-host uh nate is also moving yes uh and he was going he, he was going to join us on a cast because he wanted to talk about the watsi reprints of power which so, uh, assumably we, we, next week we're going to do that don't, yeah don't don't worry baby birds we'll we'll feed you but uh oh, yeah. nate is going to return for that one because uh yeah. you know obviously we got we need we needed nate on the pod for that one so yeah, we need don't worry. We, we will get into that we need it we'll get into grant. It. it's been a minute uh, but we definitely we definitely need uh nate to be here with us for for that one so yep. that that is that is incoming. So you yeah. can get that. And then so, when you actually do acquire all of your power and your proxies and the decks you want to put them in, Zach, where can people share? You should you should list? definitely go to to go to Moxfield at moxfield.com. Oh wow! And uh, you can you can find all of our deck lists below uh, in the in the doobly doo there. Um, and uh, yeah, Moxfield is this really great uh, deck building website that you can use to uh, build your decks to search for cards. Uh, you can start to create your own collection on there. Uh, just it, it's visually one of the best uh, deck building websites, it, the best deck building website in my in my opinion. Uh, it, it's just it's so so functional. It's easily usable on your uh, uh, on your PC, on your Mac, on your Android phone, on your iPhone. You don't even need an app. It's 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 honestly like what are you doing if you're not if you're not putting your decks on the Moxfield? I know there's players out there that are just opening their notes app in their phone and just oh, writing deck lists. What are you and doing? It's like, get with the times, my guy. Get, with the, get times. with the times. Yeah. Come on. It's like, you're there. We've all been there, but we don't have to be there anymore. Yep. We can level up. We can just level up. So level up. Moxfield.com. Anyhow, uh, that does it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with Nate, uh, for an unhinged rant about this uh, $1,000 for, uh, for, for fake alpha booster packs. We will see you next week. Be safe and have a good one.
Force of Philip on the track. I got a hot little quickie for you, and I just needed to tell you a message from the heart. Let's go. Turn one, fences drop. No stifle, cast spot. Pass the turn, don't bolt the bird. Grant my mana, juice a three drop. Leah Bolden, whole breaches. Erro, cause nature's reeling. Cotton veils like a sweating season. Time raveling, feels like I'm cheating. You cast nails, greens and seeming. Plague engineer will have you screaming. I don't throw a shepherd to your team and dinos, but the problem is now they face extinction. Making one ones, you can peasy. Delvin angler, then can't just greasy. Petty theft, there's nothing left. Best sign to slip, you're getting swept. My own tutor said dudes is coming. Make a prediction or think something i thought so hard but they got seized but i won that game because their brain got freeze ain't the vile you got style death and taxes or s pile soul hurting and flicker wisping and garden thraving and devil strixing i'ma let you in on a little secret i'm a charming prince got clayton spirits i'm a man of faith and up in the distance is a miracle terminus because god is listening don't be coming at me with your creature nonsense i will terminus the shit out your board you come at me, you try to attack me in the red zone, I will miracle right off the goddamn top a terminus. Force a film out.